following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN, your home for K State Athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. Well, tonight is uh, election night in America, but um, I think here in K-State land, it's more purge night uh, than anything. Not, not, I mean, you know, I'll go out and kill each other. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, we need to purge out all this negative results that we've had over the weekend. We got to purge it away, reset, get ready for a new week with... Hoops and football and volleyball hosting Texas. Here I was prepared to get the trebuchet ready from the third floor balcony, be prepared because at least I've got a little bit of room to work with there, third floor, you know. You they're not going to come up marauding right away to to our apartment. You got any hot oil you can yeah, pour down yeah, the Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I've got a buffer. I can at least work with that. They're not going to yeah. be at my door right away. <laughs> I'll let you purge nights on a weekday, and then <laughs> yeah, Troy will be in bed before it even starts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure the pregame show last night, you're probably in bed before oh, it started. Yeah, I did not catch a lick of it. Listen, get used to nine o'clock tips in in basketball. Uh, maybe not nine, but you know, with the occasional game sometimes in. Uh, oh yeah, in the Mountain know, Arizona Time Zone yep. or Provo. I didn't even think about that. Salt mm-hmm. Lake City, that could be oh, a thing mm-hmm. once in a while. Not it won't be too often, uh, but you, once in a while. You have to remember, I called games in the Pacific Time Zone. So, you know, and from but you the also mountain. lived in the mountain time zone. Yeah, but that's an hour difference. But it's still, yeah, it's still made for an adventure. <laughs> I forgot all about that. I mean, we really will have to get used to some wonked out times. Maybe. Yes, we will. Especially when our time doesn't match with Arizona's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, they don't, yeah. they don't go back and right. They yeah, don't they don't go back and forth. Yeah. So then you're always trying to do the math. Are oh, they... yes. Okay, I understand what you're saying now. Trying to figure out what yeah, what time is Which, it. What, what time zone are they in yeah. for this event? Oh, God. Welcome to the game, Mitch Fortner, alongside Troy Coverdale, David G., Owen Burke. Phone number is 537-1350. It is press conference day, uh, but we're also responding to K-State basketball and their loss last night. They're 0-1 to start the year. Uh, 82-69, the final score against the 21th. 21st ranked USC Trojans in Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh, I I got a first, um, and of course, hour two, we'll get some number one song of the day and ask us anything. We got Jabroni of the Week here now, number one. Uh, shout out to Wyatt Thompson. He gave us uh, an interesting stat. Uh, the basketball team flew out back to Manhattan uh, after the game in Vegas. Mm. The plane touched down at 324 in the morning. Ooh. 324, Wyatt pulled an all-nighter and came in for the press conference. Dang. I was like, that guy is working hard, but he's got it. I'm disappointed. I, I'm disappointed. Why didn't he call me this morning? He could have come in and done sports. <laughs> yeah, he was slacking. You're trying to give him credit, dude. He's slacking. Well, he said he got in the office at 6-something. Dang. Or something like that. 7-something, yep. maybe. Yep. Wow. He'll, he's He's probably asleep by now. Yeah. Oh, I could tell just looking at it. I was like, that yeah. dude is tired. Yeah. As soon as the press conference was over and what he had to get done at the press conference was done, boom, he's 
he was home. Somebody wake him up on Friday. <laughs> Got another staff for you. K-State women's basketball beating Presbyterian yesterday. I went to the game, wanted to see this uh, K-State women's team in action. Um, and uh, played phenomenal defense. Uh, I, I don't have the numbers pulled up in front of me, and I should. Go ahead. Biggest biggest number was 18. Combined steals and blocks last night. Well, no, it, no, they had way more than that. No, that was the combined. No, it wasn't. I promise you it wasn't. They had at least 18 steals. <laughs> and, they, and, they, and I think they had 10 blocks. It's in my script. Come oh, on, boy, Presbyterian, man. You because it was in the notes. 18 times? Uh 18 steals, 11 blocks. So 29. 29. Wow. Okay. 29 blocks and steals combined. The like most in the Jeff sister. The most in the Jeff Mitty era uh, in a single game. Damn. But also, um, I noticed, and I did. I wasn't able to watch their exhibition game because I was, you know, had Manhattan football that night when they played Pitt State, and I, it was my first time seeing Aoka Lee back in person mm-hmm. playing a game. And I noticed her hair was crazy long. Whoa! I mean, it was down to her the you know about to her waistline. Right. It was really, and she's six seven, six six. <laughs> That's long hair, guys. Yeah. Yep. And so I asked her at the post game press conference when he just beat a team up, and you know it's game one under their belt. You can ask some of the fun questions. Everybody's happy, and it was the first time we've talked to Yoki in a while. I just asked her how long is the hair. She didn't have an answer, but she told me. Uh, because it's extensions, right? It took 16 straight hours in the chair. 16 straight hours to get that done. Damn, no. Yeah. No way. Yeah. When Once somebody went ahead, like, I'm like, yeah, that looks great. And they told me 16 hours, that you got to be out. I'm out. I was just saying, like, as guys, there's no way we could fathom, like, understanding <laughs> no. how, how you could go through that. But I'm also no like, concept. you know, there's probably been people that have got tattoos. And sat in a chair for hours upon hours. 16 hours, dude. No way. And what do you get? Another? Oh, never mind. <laughs> 16 tons. Yeah, sorry. It was there. 16 hours. And what do you get? I don't know what that is. So many references from Troy. They go right over my head. Honk your horn if you get what Troy's trying to say. What What were you singing? What is that? Uh, the song 16 tons. I don't. Do you know what it is? I don't know what this one is. No. You're kidding me. Tennessee Ernie Ford. (laughs) Wow. Owen, you want to make it three for three? No, I... I keep my mic off most of the time because I just Tennessee laugh. Ford, yes. Apparently, historical music uh, is not in your wheelhouse. Okay, guns and what do you get? Another oh, day, bunch of- oh, no, another day older and deeper in debt. St. Peter, don't you call me because I don't know. Troy's been listening to that Civil War channel on Pandora. Uh, no, this would be the fifties. Thank you very much. Yes, <laughs> the Civil War. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, no. Well, uh, coming up in this hour as well, I want to play the uh, you know the clip of Climbing earlier today talking about when the decision was made to go on fourth down in overtime. I'll get your guys' opinion on that as well, but let's open up uh, with Casey Hoops last night losing to uh, USC 82-69, uh, the final score. I, I mean, I, could, I think I could put it pretty simple. I mean, there was one clear issue. Sure. Um, and that is K-State could not get shots to fall for a lot of the night. And especially, you know, Arthur Kaluma, 
goes one for 11. He was 0 for 5 from 3. He was just missing kind of all over the floor. He was phenomenal rebounding, by the way. I mean, phenomenal rebound. K-State for the night was incredible on the boards. Mm. That's exactly the kind of improvement you wanted to see K-State make in rebounding the basketball against a team that has some size, some pretty solid talent. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be a NCAA tournament team, no doubt about it. That's not going to be a one-and-done out no. in the round of 64 NCAA tournament team. That's a, at least a Sweet 16 team, and we're just going by game one because Isaiah Collier, the number one recruit in the country, is super special. Legit. Super special. Um, but 22 points from Tyler Perry. He had six in the first half, um, so 16 points in the second half. He was a nice spark with some shots finally starting to fall with the long ball as he hit four of them in the game. Cam Carter was four of nine from three. Uh, but, you know, through most of the night, K-State just with the jumpers, three was an issue as well from two-point range. It was really tough. K-State just could not get shots to fall, and it was contagious for the entire team from layups to three-pointers. But when it's Arthur Kaluma, Tyler Perry, and Cam Carter, the three guys you're looking for to make most of the jumpers, when they go 10 of 44 combined from the floor, 22.7%. You know, that that can't go on for too much longer. No. You know what I mean? And we did see a lack of consistent shooting in the um, in the exhibition game. But K-State still scored 102 points in the, ge- in the game. Cats had some solid pace, and they played fast, and they got shots up. This is going to be a team this year that's going to shoot the ball a lot. Um, but, you know, even you know, K-State shot... 11 more times than USC did in the game. And a big part of that was offensive rebounds. I'll give you that nugget here in just a moment. They shot 11 more times than USC did, and they had nine less makes. When you just have that much separation, Mm -hmm. it's going to be extremely hard to go beat that team, and they still were in it for most of the game. Second half issue, defense. They did not have the same fire in their bellies, did not have the same effort. It got a little too easy for USC to score in the paint. And it was a night that USC wasn't exactly great either from distance. They were 5 of 20. It wasn't anything special. It just seemed like they were doing better because K-State was shooting a lot more and breaking a lot more. Um, but, I mean, I really thought just the, the overall shots not going in was – Certainly the biggest issue, but I didn't have a whole lot of problems with anything else. I thought shot selection was good. They were getting shots they wanted. I'm always curious about how players look at a venue for really the first time. You had probably shoot around. We don't I not sure what the schedule was going in, if there was a practice in the arena as well. But you know, when you're in a strange arena and there's different backdrop and a different look to just the depth and everything that plays behind the glass backboard, it can affect your shot. It does. I mean, it's why we talk about how shooting can be really awful in domes because the backdrop is so different than what you're used to. And first game out of the box, you're in a different arena than even you've had at home, even for an exhibition. You know, it, it can play a little bit too in terms of your shooting. And I think that's probably part of why you had both teams struggling. Plus, you know, first game out of the year. It's it's not going to be the prettiest. There's no doubt about it. I thought we matched up really well. 
I thought it, we looked like we belonged there. You know, um, last year I thought the same thing until the Butler game. That, that was the only game sure. where like, this team looks like they're, you know, bigger, stronger, they're older guys. This, it looked like we belong on the same court. Just couldn't knock down a shot. It's it's even tough to watch at home when you're like, God dang, can somebody make a shot around here? Um, so it, my heart wasn't in it either. <laughs> I'll be honest. Like I watched the game and I was like, I don't <laughs> care. Uh, it's hard when you're just not making anything. Um, there was a stretch there. It was like 14 to 10. And it seemed like it was 14 to 10 for seven and a half hours. It was, that was terrible shooting. Um, Whatever the whatever it is, this team sure does need a little Naquan Tomlin. It, like he, I, I think someone to attack the bucket a little bit instead of relying on a jump shot. We need to tell somebody go at the rim, go get a foul, man. Let's, let's. Well, and I thought they they did a good job of drawing fouls. You know, they got a couple of fouls on a three point shot or offensive boards trying to go back up and getting fouled. That to me, I mean, that's a part of the being the aggressor there. That's a perfect time to bring it up. 23 offensive rebounds for K-State. And this was the stat that really bothered me the most. And I'll, I'll let you go, Troy, here. Mm-hmm. But 23 offensive boards. They actually had more offensive boards than defensive boards. 21 in the game. <laughs> That's crazy. And the Cats out-rebounded USC 44-41. to But the second, or the first half, rather, this is what really hurt K-State is, okay, Bricks are going up on the first shot. They're grabbing rebounds. They had 16 offensive rebounds in the first half. That's an insane yeah, number. Nuts. But they only had five points yeah. on second chance opportunities. When you have that many opportunities, you cannot be Gotta wasting finish, them uh, like that. So, yep. uh, you know, coach said it after the game that, you know, they, they feel very fortunate that they got exposed. Not they got exposed that, like, they gave up what they are not good at right now and teams are going to exploit that or whatever they they got exposed by okay we just played an extremely good team in game one when everybody else is playing all these softies Mm -hmm. and some are even going out there like michigan state and losing these bye games Mm -hmm. they got tested early right out of the gate they can go to work right away and now looking for improvement on Friday night against Bellarmine. One of the things, though, you brought up Naquan Tomlin, and my thought was on the other end, and this was something that Coach addressed in postgame, was the fact that USC had 50 of its points in the paint for the game. And I questioned defensively how much different that game would have played with Tomlin. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's to me where the absence of, of his presence played a role last night was on the defensive end because there wasn't the great amount of size getting a stop inside. Great point. So Cats are 0-1. Again, the final score, USC wins it 82-69. to um, Tyler Perry's numbers, uh, I – I told some friends that I called it, I was going to say he had an 18-point second half. Close, he had 16 points on, in the second half. And he was the one – I. I it bothered me how much criticism he was getting because it was halftime and people are like, oh my God, uh, t- Texas getting uh, Ace Miss, K-State losing on him and having to settle with Tyler Perry. Oh, he's just going to kill us. Yeah, twelve. Ace Miss had 12 points last night. Mm-hmm. 12 points. Um, Tyler Perry, as soon as he got the lid off the bucket, was looking way much better. Um there isn't a three-pointer he's afraid to shoot. No, uh, he—that's a fearless kid. I, I see. I see the 
uh, Marquise Noel fearless mm-hmm. in Tyler Perry. And by the way, Tyler distributing the basketball, you know, I wasn't expecting a whole lot when it came to assists. Like, he didn't have these out-of-the-world assist numbers like Marquise Noel did. I mean, nobody was hardly close to Marquise sure. Noel, but, I mean, Tyler Perry had six assists last night. Wow. Six assists, one turnover. You know, if there was any criticism of Marquise Noel, no, no it was doubt. the turnovers. No doubt. But I would tell you how often he would redeem himself by the assists or a big bucket he made. It just took Tyler a while to get the lid off the bucket. And when he did, the shots, shots started to fall. K-State doesn't even have a shot to go win the game or at least make a comeback without Tyler Perry trying to – you know, he was trying to put the team on his back. For sure. And I thought so did Cam Carter. Cam Carter has had back-to-back, I thought – Really solid games for Casey in the exhibition and then the loss last night to USC. Where Cam Carter's looking to become a scorer, scars to, a scorer says uh, Jerome Tang. Cam Carter in 27 minutes, 15 points, five rebounds. He was four of nine from three point range. But the Cats on the night, they finished eight of 33 from three, 24.2%. The team last year had a slow start from three. It did. Come around. I expect it for this team as well, no doubt about it, to come around. We take a break, and when we come back, what Coach Kleiman said about uh, more on the fourth down play or the fourth down decision to go for it in overtime and when the decision was made. And I'll let these guys give their thoughts on that call when we come back on the game. Uh, we are back. Mitch Fortner, Troy, David, <laughs> Owen. I keep forgetting. I really, rarely call you David. Yeah, I, I like that. That's Go ahead. David G. I mean, it yeah. fits with the song. David G. Yeah. On a whole new era. G-Funk. Step to this. I dare ya. Boom, boom. You know what's rare? When... <laughs> The sampled song and the others are both bangers. Bangers, yeah, man. just yeah. off the chain. It's a great song. This it's is a goodie. Um, also, um, my uh, wife heard Deej the other day and was like, "They call you Deej?" I go, "Yeah, I'm the only one." Yeah, <laughs> I heard AJ say it the other day and I was like, "That's oh weird. yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm not there yet." Deej. Did she like it? She thought it was hilarious. She rolling like, with it? She's definitely. I go. We're gonna. What's her nickname for you that only you guys? Uh-oh. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. No. No. Not, not gonna be drug into no, that one. No. Kicking no. Kicking and streaming. That one. We we'll save that one for another day. <laughs> we'll save that one for. Um, I I found this new way to give away tickets. Is you ask people to, they have to say yes to everything you say. And so it's stuff like, is your Google history disgusting and gross? And like, yes. Uh, do you creep your ex out on Facebook? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll save my answer for that for something where I can't get out of it, but I'm not voluntarily. A force lie detector testing. <laughs> win, win tickets to pop evil. Yeah, baby. I'm tired of this just call in and win business, man. Uh, speaking of tickets, calling in and win tomorrow. Your chance to win four tickets to see Casey Men's basketball this Friday Sick. against Bellarmine. Bellarmine. How, first of all, Bellarmine. What, what is a Bellarmine? Good question. 
Um, Mitch Palm will let us know. Well, it's a Friday game, so we don't have shows on Friday, so I don't, right. I don't know if there'll be a Mitch Palm. But I actually did kind of look into him yeah. earlier today, and I kind of fell down a rabbit hole because I noticed their exhibition game, which they won, they played an exhibition game against Transylvania University. Yes. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. Never heard of it before. Anybody want to take a wild guess of where Transylvania University is? United States, first yeah, of all. Yeah, I know that. Uh, I, I'm, wanting, I'm wanting to say that it is in Kentucky. I want to say it's in New Hampshire. I'm thinking south, too. Like, I would think, like, Pennsylvania, but, like, it's just Georgia. Somewhere random where it just doesn't fit. Troy got it. Uh, Lexington, Kentucky. Wow. About it it was pull. the first university in Kentucky. What? Thirteen or 1700s. Dude. Yeah. What are those guys thinking? Seventeen man? something. Yeah, I don't remember. Founded by Bram Stoker. I was like, how do you just? <laughs> how do you know that? <laughs> and then, uh, uh, Bellamy, they went to uh, they went up to Washington uh, last night and got pulverized what by is, forty. So why aren't you Kentucky? You know what I mean? Like anyway, Bellarmine. Bellarmine. Well, and I got into. Uh, they're famous alumni, because again, we're probably not going to do sure. Mitch Palm, so I could just go in and give you these details. Uh, by the way, Mitch Palm has cats winning by 50. Yeah. Um, famous alumni is basically Bass Nectar. You know Bass Nectar? I do know this guy, ba- yeah. Like EDM, right? Yeah. Was like kind of popular in the 90s? Yeah. Or something like maybe early 2000s, had one... I remember one song yeah. I recognize, um, and then Bing Crosby's kids. That's it. Ah, they're that's, his kids. That's it. <laughs> it's not even him. It's his kids. Like, yeah, hey, Bing Crosby's son. Oh, cool. Wow. What? And they're small, right? It's a tiny. They got to be. A oh tiny. yeah. I it's, yeah. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah. And they beat up Transylvania. I wouldn't want nothing to do with those guys. Hey, we're playing Transylvania. Like, hey, cut me. no. Well, I'm and not I think um, I think Bellarmine is a pretty religious school, and you're playing Transylvania. Good versus evil. I mean, you thought Utah BYU Catholic was, Catholic nope. University is a Catholic, yeah, private liberal arts. Yeah, the battle between good and evil reigns supreme. All right, you guys. Uh, let, let's. Uh, I'll, I'll let you guys. Get whatever you want to say off your chest about the K-State-Texas loss, 33-30 in overtime to the Longhorns in Austin. Within reason. And I shared... <laughs> oh, okay. Well, in that case... With, you know, with, with within reason, because, you know, we don't want the FCC coming FCC. down on us. You know, I shared my thoughts on, you know, the fourth down decision. Uh, at the end of the day, I absolutely do support it. I like the going and being aggressive, trying to go win the game. But during the time of when it was all taking place and just going through the pros and cons, and I, I was pretty torn. I was pretty split about the decision. But I absolutely support it, and I still do, even after it didn't work out. Here was Chris Kleiman uh, during the press conference earlier today. Uh, when going for it on fourth and overtime was talked about. It was talked about when we went to overtime, that we were going to have a chance we were going to win the game. We didn't have a lot left in the tank, honestly. With the amount of guys that we uh, had playing as many snaps, I didn't know if we'd stop them. I thought we had a chance, but if if we didn't stop them and they scored and kicked the PAT, we were going to match that, score a touchdown, and go for two and try to win. On the flip side, once we got the stop, they made the field goal. If it were anything probably 
fourth and five or or less, we were going to go for it. If it was fourth and eight, we probably would have kicked the field goal just because that's a little bit harder. But this was one yard outside of a, a two-point conversion. And we went there to win. We went there to win the game. And um, I don't know. We also had some struggles. You know, we, we had um, a miscommunication on a snap and we had a, a missed field goal. And I just didn't want I'm, – I'm confident we would have – been able to do those things and, and execute it. But if we didn't, I didn't want to go in that locker room after missed two short field goals and say, we didn't put it on a bunch of fifth, six-year seniors up front and a fifth-year quarterback that um, was really had a hot hand. Yep. On top of that momentum, at that point, the the bulk of the momentum was on K-State side. For sure. They were the better team in that 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 fourth quarter, I mean, they were better. Exactly. It had fought all the way back, had battled to get it to where it was even, and your defense just held. Yeah. So you're riding the momentum of that. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, when he said left the take, we kind of talked about it, you know, I don't think Will had an, had anything left. And I'm not saying this as a criticism. Like, so Ben's in it. Don't come after me. Um, I'm not saying it as something mean. I'm just saying the reality of the situation because I, like I said, I can't even walk. I can't even go up the flight of stairs to my basement without huffing and puffing. I'm so out of shape. <laughs> but I think he, I don't think he had an, anything left. And, um, but he gave everything he had in that game. I, I'm, they should be proud of him and they should be sticking up for him a lot because he really clawed back and willed the, no pun intended, he willed it back. Um, and I do think that those two disruptive D tackles, they stepped their game up just a little bit more for that overtime and caused some problems up front that they hadn't seen much of in the second half. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, they had an answer for them. And then that overtime, those guys decided, okay, we're going all out here. And I, I they, they caused a lot of disruption in there. Um, like that last pass. I think uh, Keegan Johnson, he hits him in the corner. I, I think if he has a little bit left, a little bit more left, and if he has a, a second more time, I think he's, he hits him. Because he was open. He was he was open. Hmm, I'll have to go back and watch that. It was it was Joel Klatt. I guess I didn't, didn't see it. He did a great job of drawing it up, like when they lined up. And when Ben Sinnott goes, you know, he kind of cuts his short and goes about to the goal line. That guy followed him, and the um, the guy guarding Keegan Johnson kind of backed off, and he he was he was open. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, as soon as that game went final and the the ball fell incomplete, I got up right off the couch and, and took a shot at Tequila. <laughs> I was like, this is uh, I, I I needed one. I needed a shot yeah, yeah. after that one. The, the uh, <laughs> I was at the the uh, sixth annual Young Trustees Chili Cookoff. <laughs> oh, we watched it. Everybody kind of stared at each other for about 10 seconds, and then we did the awards, and we we're like, let's get out of here. Yeah. Even the yeah. young trustees were like, all right, pack it up. Let's go. This is one of the things that stands out to me about the the entirety of that game is that both teams were forced into making mistakes. Mm-hmm. This was not Texas bringing its A game. K-State didn't bring its A game. But some of that was because of what the other team did. When K-State finally got its scheme going right, it made Texas look very bad defensively. And it was even talked about on the broadcast that, you know, yes, they had struggled against Houston at being able to maintain the lead. K-State was able to do a lot of the similar things that Houston did 
in terms of making Texas uncomfortable. Well, and I, just a real quick add to that. I mean, Houston's comeback started in the second quarter. K-State's right. was almost at the end of the third. Right. right. Really when it was truly taken off. Right. Much yeah. shorter time span. It was, a, it was a fist fight, and it didn't look pretty at some points, and they had our number for a number of drives, and then we turned it around on them, and that stadium could have heard a pin drop in there. Those guys were stunned because K-State came back all the way back and was beating them. They K State was the better team there in that fourth quarter, and I, I was, I was so proud. The way that it ended too, I, I applaud them, um, for that fourth down. I um, I, I think it's cool to say we're coming here to win. Let's go, and I do understand the the messed up um, snap, and you have the miss as well. I do think that played a huge factor in that decision, and he said it best. Do I want to leave it up to the the team that struggle the the special teams that has struggled a little, or do I want to lean on my guy? Do I put the ball in my guy's hand and say take us take us to the promised land? And he did. Um, it's just it didn't work out, and that's how it goes. Sometimes you lose, it doesn't work. So whatever, I'm happy. I think the thing that frustrate frustrates all of us is the fact that it took so long to be able to take advantage of Texas. Oh, yeah, they they really struggled early. I mean, re- they didn't look like they belonged anywhere near that stadium. 27-7? I mean, oof. We knew going into the game, Chris Kleiman had talked about it at length. Colin Klein had talked about it at length. That game was going to be one in the trenches. Well, turns out it really wasn't one in the trenches other than pass protect. Yeah. At the end of the day, it wasn't one in the trenches for K-State in that aspect because the Cats were getting beat in the trenches, could not get the running game going at all, and yet continued to rely on it. At some point, you've got to jazz it up a little bit offensively and not consistently put yourself into into that spot where you are just expected to run first down because that's what you do. That was frustrating. Mm-hmm. That was frustrating. It felt like it was just a rote, like it was a rote uh, trend. Just yeah. continue to do the same thing, and then you're behind the sticks. And and not at any point until the passing game got going did it feel like K-State had any flow whatsoever. Yeah. The blocked punt helped, gave them momentum. And then the passing game opened up. And salute the the wide receivers showed. We've talked about how it has been a struggle all year for them to be able to get out and make things happen, to get past guys, to be able to give themselves some space to work with. They did. Finally, against Texas, of all teams, <laughs> they found ways to make it happen. Mm-hmm. They And, you know, credit to the defense – Early, Xavier Worthy, I thought was going to have 300 yards receiving. I mean, yes. he, he was doing whatever he wanted. Yeah, big plays, yeah. And I think that they buckled down and figured him out, and they figured out they made Malik Murphy make some mistakes and some bad throws, and everything started to click for them. Then they get the big play here, then they get the block punt, and it was like, here we go. I, I mean, ah, had him where we wanted him. Just couldn't get it done. Okay, uh, so – 
We got a caller on the line. Um, let's go ahead and take the call now. Five three seven thirteen fifty. We don't have a name or a um, a town, Chuck. so call if you want to identify yourself before your comment. Chuck from Manhattan. What's up, Chuck? Uh, that 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 play that they're talking about wasn't what cost us the game. The extra point is is what got it. We made that extra point. You know, Texas goes down and, and scores, then we kick a field goal, we win. Right? I agreed. Um, the thing is, is that's just one piece of a multitude of things that happened in the course of that oh, game. Yeah. In, in, in all honesty, it yeah, that one play, you can look at it that way. But, uh, you know, when you get down to trying a fourth down play in overtime like that, you're right. A lot of things have added up. Yeah. The fact that it even got to overtime, let's be perfectly honest, yeah. falls on that oh, on that missed extra point. Yeah. And, and of all things, but here we are again, another special teams miscue. Well, there was a lot of other things, too, you know. Uh, we couldn't run the ball. Uh, if we would have started passing earlier, they may have changed things up and, and, and made, made uh, changes so that we wouldn't be able to do that. Also, on that last play, uh, Will never did look off the receiver. I mean, he has had his eyes on on, on Senate the whole time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. Half the half the Texas team was over there waiting on it. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's past us. Put it away and and uh, let's beat Baylor. Yeah, that's right. I, I think I, I'm the same way. I can go through oh, play over play, and that one sticks out. Obviously, the missed. Uh, but I, I think about that too. I go, what if we did get that? And it changes somehow, right? Um, you know, and and we we lose some other way, but uh, yeah, you're right. Box it up, put it away. Let's go get Baylor, man. Thanks for the call, Chuck. Okay, thank you. All right, uh, before I take a break, I just want to say real quick about the missed extra point. I don't necessarily agree. That's, I mean, is what cost K State the win or a loss or whatever. I mean, it would be a huge difference if the missed extra point was. You know they were down a point. Mm-hmm. Instead, they were tied. If you would have taken the lead, then you're 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 back to maybe trading some field goals. I it would have been great to have that extra point, but at the end of the day, I can't put that on anything more than or less than any other situation that K State sure. may or may not have affected the uh, the results of the game. I mentioned earlier. Excuse me, my cold's really catching up to me right now. But. Uh, God, I gotta take a break. I'm starting to, I'm starting to turn into a yeah. werewolf here. We'll uh, be back sooner than later, and you know what we're gonna talk? Jabroni of the week. Know your role and shut your mouth. You jabroni, you jabronis hit the jackpot. That Hollywood brand jabroni, Hulk Hogan. Ow, is this jabroni's name? Jabroni of the week. Uh, what was I gonna say before the break? Before my uh, coughing fit. Yeah, my uh, my cold just started choking me out a little bit. Uh, something about the play calling, or right? you know, I didn't criticize Colin Klein as as much as most other people did about particular play calls and being uh, too committed to the run. I didn't so much think it was play calling. It was just maybe a little too committed to the game plan. And like Troy said, running the football consistently on first down. Even though I wouldn't say it was consistently on first down. They were trying to throw a little bit on first down, but it wasn't anything too crazy. It was a little, you know, too check downy, if you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. There was only one play call I didn't like throughout the game. That was um, the third down uh, Will Howard run in the red zone that led uh, the, the next play was the missed field goal uh, by Ben Sinnott with or Ben Sinnott, uh Chris Tennant. 
Um, Will didn't like it either. (laughs) You know, he was asked about that earlier, and he played it off cool, but I could tell he was a little frustrated by maybe the whole play call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But no, we don't know that for sure. All right, Jabroni of the Week time. Three dishonorable mentions. I'll culminate with my Jabroni of the Week, my first dishonorable mention. I'm going to go with the Dolphins wide receiver Tyreek Hill. The rumor out there was that when uh, the the Chiefs and Dolphins met uh, this past Sunday morning in Frankfurt, Germany, that Tyreek Hill was going to have a special touchdown celebration on when, when he scored against his former team. And that was he was going to go up to his former head coach, Andy Reid, and tell him that you shouldn't have traded me. Oh, wow. How cool. What an idiot. Tyreek Hill's been so weird about this ever since he left Kansas City. It's sometimes like he he couldn't be more bitter with yeah. Kansas City. And then he had said on a podcast or whatever that he would like to retire as a chief or something. You know, I can't figure the guy out. Rent-free. Living rent-free in that guy's head. He finished with eight catches for 62 yards. No touchdowns. I thought it was fitting after that comment that he apparently made that he actually gave a touchdown to Kansas City because he fumbled (laughs) and it turned into a scoop and score, an impressive return for Brian Cook, which was the game-winning touchdown. Mm -hmm. Kansas City wins 21-14. Tyreek, Tyreek, just stop. Just play, man. You're down in Miami, beautiful weather. You're balling out. He's going to be the first 2,000-yard receiver, uh, you know, however – He's doing great things, and he just can't stop talking about the Chiefs, man. And it's like, that's not that clever. Like, going up to, after I score, I'm going to go up to Andy Reid and go, you shouldn't have got rid of me. Like, you can't come up with anything more clever. Like, shoot some fireworks out of your pocket or something. I don't know. (laughs) That was lame, dude. Pick up a phone uh, at the, oh, wait, never mind. Joe Horn uh, already done that. Yeah. My next dishonorable mention is going to go to Tom Izzo, head coach of uh, Michigan State. Um, boy, last two uh, last two losses for Michigan State have been in overtime. Uh huh. Last night was not good. Yeah, uh, Michigan State lost at home to James Madison, seventy nine seventy six. James Madison, James Madison's their second win ever against a top twenty five mm-hmm. opponent, and that was in East Lansing. Um, the Spartans were a sixteen and a half point favorite going into the game. According to ESPN Stats and Information, Michigan State is the first AP Top 5 team to lose its season opener at home against unranked opponents since Kentucky lost to Western Kentucky in 2001. The jabroni icing on the cake is that on the opposing bench for James Madison is Matt Buckland. He is one of their assistants, and he is the nephew of Tom Izzo. Oh, no. <laughs> Give an unk the business, dude. Uh-huh. Wow. My last dishonorable mention, um, I was a little torn on this, just kind of, uh, you know, I, 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 was, I was happy to see this type of thing happen to this particular person. Okay, I'll go with that person for my last dishonorable mention. Uh, Kim Mulkey. The head coach yeah. of LSU's yeah. women's basketball team, they won the national championship last year. I don't know if you saw it, but it was the game. Um, I think it was actually the one game before mm-hmm. in Vegas. It was ours, yeah. Between uh, uh, K-State and USC, the game before that was LSU taking on Colorado, who is a top 25 team in Vegas. Colorado boat raced them. Yeah. yeah. 72-68. I mean, it was, it, it was not really a contest throughout the whole game. Mm-hmm. Colorado was in control. Angel Reese is back. They picked up one of the best point guards in the nation in the transfer portal and Haley Van Lith. Um, 
And Kim Mulkey has an 86% winning percentage. You don't just expect that in game one to lose in a neutral side game to a Pac-12 school. But why I I, I kind of have I have this as a dishonorable mention for the reason going back to the national championship game. If you watched it, you you will remember this. They're playing Caitlin Clark in Iowa. LSU wins 102-85. But there's some controversial things in a way that turned the tide in that game. And that's because LSU was committing fouls. Mm-hmm. It was the stars committing fouls. Kim Mulkey, Kim Mulkey's. She throws one of the best t- temper tantrums oh, yeah. in college basketball. She is stomping the heels on the court. She's jumping up and down, throwing her hands up in the air, and she can get after a referee. Mm-hmm. Well, when she threw one of the biggest temper tantrums you you will ever see in a national championship game, things changed. Mm-hmm. And the calls started to go the other way. And they were extremely questionable calls, and it turned the tide, and LSU won that game. I, I felt like Kim Mulkey kind of had this one coming. Mm-hmm. And I was honestly, and I'm sure a lot of coaches across college basketball and women's college basketball were okay with Kim Mulkey taking a big old L mm-hmm. on a national stage in game one of the year. Not only that, the placing of the crown on Angel Reese's head during pregame. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. yeah, what was yeah. that? Over the top. What was that? That was poor form. Ugh. But my jabroni of the week, I got to go to L.A. uh, Saturday night. Kayla Williams lost again, even though he put himself – he had himself a nice performance, 312 yards and four touchdowns passing. He – I highly doubt this loss to Washington against another Heisman Trophy candidate in Michael Penix Jr. is going to hurt his stock for the next level. He may not win the Heisman Trophy this year, but he's still having a solid year. But and I understand the emotions of football. I've, I've I've kind of been there, you know. I've cried after a game. The thing is, on national television, I don't. Can you go up to your mom and bury your head in her shoulder and start weeping? No. Unfortunately, the ubiquitousness of having a camera everywhere you go. The thing is, Caleb, this is going to haunt you forever. Yeah. You are not going to be able to go anywhere for the rest of your career and not hear about you, this. You know, he could have. I think he could have got out of this still. He could have been like, hey, man, it is what it is. What, guys can't cry? But then he went during the press conference and talked about wanting to go home and be with his dog and just lay and lay there and be with my dog and watch TV. And that just put the cap on it, man. He, he Caleb Williams, man, the wrong move. Wrong move. All right, we got to take a last break of the hour. We'll finish hour one when we come back on the game. All right, we finish up hour one. Unfortunately, I uh, don't have enough time to get to meet the Wildcats. I was going to have it with Khalid Duke. Uh, Khalid, sorry, Khalid Duke. Um, so we'll try to squeeze it in uh, at the beginning of hour number two. Uh, but, guys, I do, in hour number two, I want to get back to K-State men's basketball. I want to get back to the shooting issues for K-State and how people need to chill out. These guys are going to be fine. They're full of studs, particularly one player who I thought was – even though struggled from the field, was still quite impressive uh, in his performance. We're also going to hear from K-State quarterback Will Howard. Will will speak about uh, Ben Sennett's comments. Ben Sennett sticking up for him in postgame and telling uh, the media and those fans to chill out mm-hmm. on the criticism of Will Howard. You don't understand how hard that guy works. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Will Howard with uh, reaction to that, plus a breakdown of the second uh, down and third down plays uh, when it was goal to go in overtime, plus number one song. And then you ask us anything. And remember, tomorrow's show, we will be giving away four tickets for K-State basketball against Bellarmine, which is a Friday night game. Hour two of the game and social local news coming up next. You got more. More of the game coming up next on News Radio KMAN, Manhattan.